I am back, and I am alone this time. I know uh, last episode got raving reviews. It was actually one of my uh, highest downloaded episodes, and I had uh, two guests on. First time I've done that. Now, it was through Skype. It wasn't in person, so uh, if you want to do an in-person visit to the show or interview or whatever it is, you want to promote yourself, I don't know what you're promoting, but send me a message. You know how to find me. Uh, the people like to hear it, I guess. This uh, this episode will just be me, and I know it's a little late. Uh, today it's uh, Saturday, the 26th. Typically I do these on Tuesday or Wednesday and uh, have them out by Wednesday or Thursday. You know, it takes it about a day or so. Uh, and I got some angry, angry texts this week about not getting the show out, and, and even Facebook, like I have my, you know, facebook.com slash not that D thing. It, they sent me like a notification, and it's like you haven't posted in seven days. And then they gave me suggestions of things to write, but it wasn't like, you know, content obviously. But they said uh, most popular posts are conversational, friendly, and invoke discussion or, or ask questions or something. So I appreciated Facebook's advice, but I didn't, uh, I didn't post anything that was conversational, friendly, or asked a question. Uh, but I did want to get on the air, if you will, and uh, do an episode. So episode 18, uh, we've been doing this now for a little while, 18 episodes, kind of cool. Um, and really, this is going to be a brief one. I gave you an hour last week, so sorry. Uh, this is going to be a brief one. I have uh, a, a milestone, I guess, a, a bucket list item I've been able to check off. And it's certainly not one of those things um, that I could have done earlier by any means. It was a little bit of luck, um, but I, I want to tell you about that. So but before I get into the specifics of the bucket list item, a little bit of uh, background information I suppose would be necessary. Uh, I am a tremendous hockey fan. I think that I've, I've shared that in different ways throughout the different episodes, but I'm a really, really big hockey fan. It's, it's hands down by far my favorite sport. Uh, you know, I played in the street when I was a kid with all my friends and, you know, just running around or even, you know, on roller skates as we got older. And the second I had the opportunity to play ice hockey, I learned. I remember I, I joined the team. It was the high school team. I was in, I think, eighth grade, and I had never skated. And I went to uh, this place called Ice Time, which was like the local rink. I took a couple lessons, and like two weeks later, I was playing in hockey games. Now, it was really bad, obviously, but it was exciting for me to you know, go from not being able to ice skate to being on a hockey team. It was a lot of fun, um, and I, I played all throughout high school. I played for, um, I guess, what is that, five or six years, six years. Uh, I played a little bit in college, too, and it's, it was definitely a big part of my life, and there are some funny stories that I, I could share. Uh, from some of my high school hockey days that um, uh, some of them are very strange and some of them, like, uh, I'll I'll give you an example. Um, My friend Brandon, before every game, for whatever reason, he would eat Chinese food and literally every game he would throw up on the ice or on the bench, every single game. It was without fail. And our coach never cared. Our coach always tried to get him to go out on the ice, and there would be puke at our feet. And he'd be like, come on, Brandon, get out there, get out there. And, I'm, and I would always have to tell him, like, coach, he just threw up. Like, maybe let's give him a minute. But then after a while, he just would get out on the ice anyway because it was almost part of his rhythm. 
Or uh, we would pass around, and I actually didn't participate in this, but we would pass around maple syrup in the locker room and chug it. I never really understood that, but hockey was a lot of fun. Uh, and professionally speaking, uh, I am a, a really, really big New Jersey Devils fan. Uh, I, I've been a Devils fan for really as long as I can remember. Uh, you know, I would, I would say in the 90s I started uh, to become a Devils fan when I was young, very young. Uh, I remember going to games. My uncle had suites that we would go to through his, his company, I guess. And it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. I went to a lot of games. I was really lucky. And, you know, I stayed a Devils fan all throughout. And um, when I moved to New Jersey a couple of years ago, I went to like 20 games or something like that. I would just buy tickets on StubHub, and it was a quick train ride. And I would go by myself all the time. But I loved the Devils so much. It was just the best. And this year, I, I bought season tickets. So it was this kind of this half season because of the lockout. So I bought a pair of season tickets for Lindsay and I and uh, really, really pumped about this season. It's 24 home games. It's, it's a lot of fun. So anyway, uh, last night was the second game. We went the first game. They won 3 nothing. It was a great game. Last night, Friday night, second game. So I, I, uh, we got there at about 6 o'clock, and... Um, the game started at 7, so we had about an hour, and I had to get a jersey. So I had a jersey custom-made. I had to pick that up. And we got some food, and we got a couple beers, and we kind of walked around the arena. Um, and in walking around the arena, they've got, like, a main concourse, and there's a lot of different things going on before the game. You know, there's different contests you can sign up for. There's uh, different, like, auctions going on for signed memorabilia. There's, like, you know, you could take your picture in the penalty box. They have, like, fake penalty boxes set up for the kids and stuff. Uh, so there's a lot going on. And one of the things that they have always had at Devil's Games is during intermission is called uh, Super Scoro. And they do this at a lot of different hockey games. But as I remember growing up as a kid, it, w- it was this thing where they would bring three people out onto the ice, they would put them at center ice, and they would have to shoot the puck uh, to the net, yet the net was blocked by this piece of wood that... Only uh, about a six-inch wide by three-inch tall hole in the middle, so a little bit bigger than the size of a puck, was, was not blocked. So you would have to you know, shoot the puck from center ice, get it into this hole, and then you would advance to the finals. And the finals were always like on fan appreciation night or something like that. And, and then if you were able to do it again, you won a car. And it was always a Ford or Lincoln car. They, they sponsor this. So it, the, basically the way you get into it is you just throw your name in a hat before the game. And I do it almost every single game. I must have done it a couple of hundred times in the number of games I've gone through throughout my life. So I sure did, right? Last night I put my name in, and it wasn't 15 minutes later that this whole group of Devils uh, promo team people came up to my seat, and they were looking for And they, I could tell they were looking. I'm like, oh, my God, tell me they're looking for me. And... Um, I was, in, I was in row two, yet for whatever, this is a little bit of a sidetrack, but my row two is really the front row. I don't know why that is, but I'm in row two. It's actually the front row of my section. So they went to the row behind me, which is actually row three, but they thought it was row two, like I described, and they asked the guy his name, and he, he got all excited, and he said his name. He's like, oh, no, that's not you. I'm not looking for you. And then I kind of like looked up. I'm like, oh, should I say something? And he goes, I'm looking for Paul. And I'm like, oh, that's me. And I, he, he asked me my last name to validate or whatever, and I gave him my last name. And he's like, you're going to play Scoro. 
And at this point, Lindsay had gone to uh, to get a beer or something. I don't remember, but she wasn't at the seats. Um, so now there's like five or six people around me. They're asking me all sorts of questions. I had to, you know, sign my life away and fill out a form in case I want anything and all of that. So I'm I'm a little bit panicking on the inside. I've gotten good at putting on a poker face in those types of situations. But it was really like almost a dream come true to have this opportunity to go on the ice and participate in this contest in front of, you know, fifteen to 18,000 people. And, uh, you know, a couple other people would join me and we'd shoot from center ice and the whole thing. So I sign up. He tells me where to meet him, when to meet him, the whole thing. So I go down there to meet him. Uh, I was uh, in the, halfway through the second period. And... He takes me downstairs. He takes me on, like, the tour. So it was kind of cool. I got to see, like, behind the scenes, I guess. I was at ice level. And then he took me to where the Zambonis were because those are the doors that I can go out through. And I'm starting to realize I'm the only person now. And I'm kind of looking. I'm like, all right, I don't see anybody else. So it turns out they changed the rules quite a bit. And I would, in fact, be the only person participating in this contest, which kind of made it cooler. And... uh you know, they had me suit up and everything. They gave me this jersey that, you know, it was number zero, and the, the name said score on it, so score-o. And they had me put on these, like, uh, these, they, they were like ice cleats, like they were spikes. It was like this rubber thing that I had to put around my shoes so I wouldn't fall on the ice. And then they gave me a stick and the whole thing. And um, then I waited, right? I waited about five minutes, and all the Devil's cheerleaders were there, and the Devil's mascot was there. And eventually the second period ended. And, you know, the announcer comes on, everybody, please welcome, you know, Paul DeStasio from Hoboken. And, you know, I go out, I go out onto the ice and, the, I, you know, a cheerleader's got me by the arm. I've got a stick in the other arm. They're waving and stuff. And at this point, they really hadn't explained to me what I was supposed to be doing. Now, I had remembered Scoro from days of watching. And again, the idea was shoot from center ice, try to get into the small hole. You get two tries. If you do it, you advance. So the rules changed. So essentially what happened was I had uh, three shots from the blue line, and I had to make one of those to advance to the next uh, shot. The second shot, had I done that, was from the red line. I had two shots from the red line. I had to make one. If I did that, I would then advance to the other blue line, and from that other blue line, I only had one shot. And if I made that one shot, I would win the car. So, in order to win the car, I had to make one of three from the blue line, one of two from the red line, and one of one from the opposing blue line. Now, the first two shots, the net was more or less open. It wasn't blocked off. Uh, The top, I'd say, 80% of it was blocked off, so I couldn't, like, lift the puck or I couldn't, like, roof it, if you will. Um... But I had to keep it on the ice, but it could be anywhere. A goal for your information is six feet wide. So I could be anywhere within that six feet and be good. But um, if I had the opportunity to get to that final shot, that's when they would block it off. So I'm out there. They announce me. You know, people are cheering and everything. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm standing on the ice of the team that I've watched my whole life. And there's you know, 15,000, 18,000 people cheering. And everyone gets excited. Everyone, everyone watches this because it's kind of cool to see what happens. And usually it's people that have no idea what they're doing, right? So in my head, I'm like, oh, I've played hockey my whole life. This is going to be easy. So I get up there, first shot. I must have missed it like a foot and a half wide. Now, the blue line is 64 feet away from the goal. So I'm 64 feet away from the goal. I miss my first shot left. Everyone starts booing. 
everyone, everyone in the arena, boo. I'm like, come on. So now I'm, now I'm panicking. I'm like, uh-oh, this is going to be terrible. Like, what am I going to tell my friends and family? Because, of course, all throughout the game leading up until this moment, I was texting and calling everyone I know to let them know. Second shot. I line up. They do this, like, drum roll thing. Wide left. So now I'm down to a final shot from the blue line, 64 feet away, essentially an open net. I've played hockey my whole life. I'm currently in a men's hockey league. I, I, there was no chance in hell I could miss this because if I did, I would not be able to go, come back home. No one would talk to me. So I did make it. I made that shot. And uh, they cheered. Everyone was happy. The, the mascot was on the ice, and he kind of was, like, waving his arms and stuff. And because I made that shot, I won a gift bag. And gift bag was kind of cool. It was like a hat and a shirt. But it also had an autographed puck from one of the players, Patrick Eliash, which was really cool. So then I moved to the red line. And I didn't know. I, I described the rules to you, but I actually didn't know what was going on. Um, I now understand the rules in hindsight, of course. But... I knew I had to go to the red line because that's where the pucks were. And uh, at the red line, there were two pucks. Now, since I had to take all three shots at the blue line, I thought it was the same idea at the red line. Take the two shots and see what happens, see what they tell me to do. So I get to the red line, and now everyone's getting a little bit more excited because I've advanced, and everyone's cheering. And my first shot from the red line, it's 89 feet away from the goal. I buried it right down the center, no problem at all right into the net. Now everyone's really excited. Because now, now it kind of looks like I know what I'm doing. I've made uh, one shot from the blue line, one shot from the red line. I won a watch from a jeweler. I don't know what kind of watch or how much it's worth, but um, it's, uh, the number $500 kept getting thrown around, uh, or potentially even a gift card. I don't know. They said they'll call me in a couple of weeks uh, to let me know how to redeem that prize. So anyway, so I made the shot. Now I move back to the, the opposite blue line. I'm now 114 feet away from the goal. I'm standing in an arena that uh, I was there for opening night. It's a new arena on the team that I've been watching my whole life. There's 15,000 people cheering for me now. You know, the announcer's like, come on, give him a round of applause. Let's, let's cheer for him. You know, that was probably the worst announcer impression, but he said something to that effect. So I, I get back there, and they, they bring out this thing to block the net. So now, like I described, it's this big piece of wood. Uh, it's essentially a four-by-six piece of wood with a tiny slot cut out of the bottom middle of it that was about six inches wide and maybe two or three inches tall. It was so small that I actually couldn't see it from where I was, 114 feet back. I actually could not see the hole that I had to shoot it in. And, uh, you know, I'm looking, everyone's cheering, they're doing this drum roll thing, and I'm like, well, I guess it's in the middle because that's where it's got to be, that's where it's always been. So now, you know, I've got this $35,000 car literally parked on the ice behind me that I could win if I make this shot. All i got to do is put in the puck, from 114 feet away into a hole just the size of a puck. So I shoot it, and it kind of like wobbled down the ice. You know, it was a little bit... I had to put some, some muscle behind it, I guess you'll say, right? It wasn't a perfectly flat shot. And it's, tra it's tracking, right? It's definitely close. It's going to get near the hole. 
and everyone kind of is cheering, and you know, I've now went back and watched the video, and some people throw their hands up like, holy shit, he did it. But I missed. Unfortunately, I missed. Uh, I missed by probably about a foot, a foot and a half. Uh, I was right between the post and the hole. But I hit it. I hit the wood. It made a loud noise. And everyone goes, oh. So it was a lot of fun. Um, they gave me the puck that I shot, the last shot with, um, or one of the shots. I don't know. They gave me a puck that I was shooting with. Uh, you know, the cheerleaders walked me off the ice again. Uh, and I, I had to give the jersey back and everything. Everyone cheered for me as I walked off. And it was a lot of fun. But what a crazy situation. And never in a million years would think that I would have the chance to do that. Uh, and now, of course, I'm playing back in my head like, oh, what could I have done differently? I should have, like, I should have done something Like when I was on the ice. Obviously, Lindsay was recording this. She did a decent job. Um, so I'll, I'll give you guys the link or I'll put it on, on my site. But... Um, all I'm thinking the whole time is like, I should have taken out a camera, right? Like, what would they have done if I was on the ice and I just took out my iPhone and I took, like, a panoramic picture? Like, why didn't I think to do that? Like, they're not going to tackle me or anything. They probably would have been pissed that I was taking up the time to take a picture. But how cool of a picture would that have been if I stood at center ice and just took a panoramic picture from center ice at the Prudential Center. Like, why didn't I do that? Or just did, like, a self-shot, like, hey, and took in a picture of myself, or taking a picture, rather, of myself uh, on the ice. Like, damn, I should have done that. And people probably would have laughed. That probably would have got laughs, right? Or, like, I should have tried to pump the crowd up at the end and get them to really start clapping. Um, but then I run the risk of being the asshole that's standing on the ice, uh, you know, goofing off, doing the, either, you know, trying to take a self-shot picture of myself uh, you know, with the front-facing camera or whatever, or, uh, you know, trying to raise the roof, and, and everyone's like, oh, my God, who is this guy? Like, what a dick. But instead, I didn't. Instead, I was very reserved. I just walked out onto the ice um, with a, a butterface cheerleader on my arm, a couple other butterface cheerleaders walking around me, and I, uh, I, I did what I had to do. I won myself some, some jewelry. I won myself a nice signed puck. Now I've got a great story to tell. And there's a, there's a lot of times uh, in, in my line of work where I need a good story. And that's a great story. Uh, and now, I, since I also play in this men's league that's at uh, the Devil's practice facility, I can, I can actually talk about uh, this. I can sit in the locker room. You know, we, we joined this men's league, and it's me, my friend John, and Eric, and they essentially have never played hockey before in their lives on ice. So we, we played growing up, again, same story. Not in high school, though. I, I was the only one that played in high school. The two of them have essentially never played ice hockey before in their life. John, literally, it was his first time on ice, our first game. And we were like, I don't know, like, are we going to get smoked? Are these kids good? What's What's the situation, like? what level, like there's different skill levels of hockey. And I'm emailing the guy back and forth before we signed up. And he's like, yeah, it's a pretty good balance. He's like, you know, some guys are really good. And then there's some stragglers. He's like, but it's good. You guys should be fine. So we were excited we get there. I remember one of the first things we heard when we got in the locker room, you know, they're trading war stories back and forth. And this one guy goes, oh, oh, what college did you play for? And we're like, oh, shit. Oh, boy. This is going to be bad. This is going to be a lot harder than we thought it was. And it, and it turns out it has been. Uh, my team is the team of the individuals. Uh, 
we are all of the people that didn't have teammates. Uh, we couldn't come to the table with a full team, so they grouped us all together like the Bad News Bears, and we have been losing uh, 0-2 you know, through preseason, so I guess it doesn't count. But uh, anyway, I think I shared that last time too. But now I can sit in the locker room and, and trade recent war stories and not talk about something that I did back in 2000 in high school. I can talk about the fact that I was on the ice for Super Scoro, something everyone can identify with, and I did pretty good. I did pretty well, right? I walked away getting at least a chance to take a shot for the car, which in my opinion is pretty good. So I'm really proud of this moment. Um, I do think, however, if I had my own stick, I probably uh, would have made all three, no problem. They gave me this like crappy wooden Milek stick. Milek is a brand of hockey sticks I haven't heard in 20 years. They gave me this stick and I had to go out there. But, um, you know, if, if you are playing hockey or if you have a desire to play hockey or get into hockey, uh, the one thing about hockey is that there is a lot of equipment to buy. And if you need to buy equipment, if you need to buy tape, if you need to buy socks, if you need to buy a crappy Milex stick, or if you want to buy a nice stick, or really anything, any sport, or you know what, I'm even going to go broader, anything at all that you want to buy can be purchased on Amazon.com. And a good way to support the show is by going to notthatpauled.com slash offers. There you're going to find an Amazon logo. Click on that Amazon logo. It doesn't cost you anything extra to shop through my link. But I do get a really small percentage of it. That helps support the show. This show costs me a couple of bucks every month to run, and you know I've got equipment and all that. So it does help support the show. It, it makes sure that I can continue to do this. So I appreciate that. If you're going to shop online, if you're going to shop with Amazon, just go to notthatpolad.com slash offers, click my link, and your experience will be no different. In fact, you can even bookmark that link. Just bookmark that link and call it Amazon. Put it as Amazon on your bookmarks, and you're good to go. That's your way of helping me. So if you want to check out the video, uh, I will put it up on my uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash notthatpolad. Uh, and you can check it out there. There's a YouTube video, uh, so you can also just go direct to YouTube, and surprise, surprise, youtube.com slash notthatpaulad. You can check out the video. You can see my story come to life, and, and you will see me be a hero, I would say. Uh, you basically get to see me be a hero. Uh, so that's about it for today. I told you it would be brief. I've got a big Mexican meal I've got to cook. I've committed, I don't know why, but to cooking a four-course meal uh, for my friends. There's six of us. going to make some sangria. going to make some enchiladas, some tostadas, other things with az and accents that I can say. But it's going to take me a little while, and it's almost 5 o'clock, and they're coming at 7. So i got to go. i got to wrap up. Thank you for listening. As always, this has been the Not That Pauly D Show. Early in the morning, rising to the street. Light me up that cigarette, I'll stop shoes on my feet. Got to find a reason, reason things went wrong. Got to find a reason why my money's all gone. I got a donation, I could still get
It's what I got. 